So this is part two of three. If you haven't seen part one, please go back and watch part one and then continue on with part two. How did you get into like, how did you get into film? Like, how did you get into like, what made you want to pick up a camera? Is there anybody in your family that, <laughs> that, that does that? Um, there is Uh-oh. my uncle. He had his own photography business, but that wasn't like he, he lived in North Dakota when we were in Chicago. So I had no like communication with him at all. Um, the reason why I got into, I first got into photography and it was because it was always an interest of mine. I've always been into different arts and stuff and like graphic design wise, like I knew Photoshop before I owned a camera. And so I've always wanted to get into photography because of, I wanted to take my own pictures because sometimes there were certain pictures that I, I wanted to edit. But what really gave me the push was freshman year college track and field one of my teammates had like a little point and shoot camera and he was taking pictures of people like at a track meet or something like that. And I was like looking at the pictures and I'm like, these are trash. And everyone's like, Oh my God, these are amazing. I'm like, these are terrible. I can do better than that. (laughs) And, and also like I saw other photographers that were my age and doing portraits and I'm looking at the photos. I'm like, these are bad. Like, and people are saying these are good. And like, wait, you got paid $50 for this really bad photo it's a weird way to get into it but then i was basically so i was like i ended up picking up a camera and started learning and yeah i mean it's it's definitely like i i haven't really shot video or photos in a while i think when i got back from southeast asia in february i probably have shot like three music videos and they were like low budget just you know two hour music videos and that's it. So it's, it's definitely, it was just like almost like a chapter in my life. Like it's, I've, I've acquired this skill and I've, I've made the decision to where I can either like really push hard and try to become like a a cinematographer, which is what I wanted to be, but I want to do other things. Like Mm -hmm. I've, I've acquired a skill to where I have the job that I want. I'm a remote photo editor. Now I want to do other things. Now I want to learn like music production. Like to me, whenever I do things, it's almost like I want to figure out the fun. And then it gets to the point where it's like uh, not a diminishing return, but it's like now I have to spend like even more time to just get like just a little bit better at it. And I'm like, I'd rather use that energy for something else because it's like, yeah, it's cool. Like it's really fun, but it's, it's not that like I don't love it. It's just I would rather be spending my time learning something else yep. that makes any sense to me it does i don't know if it makes sense to yeah. everybody else listening <laughs> but that's um some might call it my biggest flaw to me it's like it's it's the best thing about me you know yeah i do know how to do a lot of things pretty well right and because yes. that it, like you said it gets to a point where in order to be better it requires way more energy and way more work to just get a little bit better and um i mean this is jack of all trades master of none i guess mm-hmm. is a is a good way to put it but if you had asked me 4 years ago if i thought that i would be running a company that mm-hmm. does photo, does photography and videography i'd be like what the hell are you talking about i don't even own a camera yeah how how did how did i get here you know what i mean and and sometimes it's like i want to grow the business like i know i know that i can i know that i could scale up but I don't, I don't enjoy it that much. Like I, yeah. I like that. I, I mean, I would rather just be in the woods somewhere taking photos and 
I really don't care too much about video. I don't want to make films or anything like that. I'm, I don't have the creative, I don't have the creativity to kind of put ideas like that together. I, I just, I don't, I don't have the passion for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that I'm able to like produce really nice video and, and make really nice photos. And lately people have been telling me that I should be putting more energy into photography. Like they, they say, you, you, you know, like your pictures are great. Your f- the framing is good. You obviously know what you're doing. Um, you should really focus on this. And then I, I almost feel like when people tell me that I pull back. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't want to do that. Like, you're don't not going to tell me, you're not going to tell me what's, what I'm going to do. Which direction <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go. So I don't know. Like, I don't know where the bit, you know, I, I, I would like to, I don't even know if I'm enough of an entrepreneur to even give a shit about like putting the business together in a way that like it can be passed on and I could just have a passive income of like, yeah, I have my own photographers, videographers out in the field and I'm not even editing. I'm just literally just gaining clients. I don't really, I don't like that because I don't like talking to people. So like, I, I don't like going out and meeting new clients and all that stuff. That stuff scares the crap out of me. I don't, I don't like doing it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I have no idea where I'm going to be a year from now. I know, I know some of you know that my wife is, is almost, almost an actual working practicing doctor. And, um, obviously like that, that affords me some luxuries. Like, you know, I'm not going to see, you know, if, if we've had hater comments that are like, Oh, of course, like he does what he can, of course he has a $65,000 Jeep because his wife's a doctor. Well, listen, dude, like my wife doesn't even make as much money as you probably whoever made that mm-hmm. comment. Like she doesn't make shit because she's a resident right now. She's working towards that. But once we get to the point that it's like, it's just us. And we moved to like a house in the middle of nowhere and we have our, our little like homestead and it's got a big barn that I can tinker in. And, and all I have to worry about is like raising our kid and she brings home the bacon and we get to take three months or four months of vacation a, a year. Like, sure. Okay. Not everybody gets that, but you know what? Like she's worked her ass off for it. She loves me and I love her. And then, and I'm lucky that that's the direction my life has gone. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I hope that the YouTube channel lasts long enough to we get to that point where I have like a little bit of like, you know, disposable income and and like a little shop to kind of mess around in and I can just do whatever I want. You know what I mean? I do hope that you guys stay tuned for that kind of stuff. It's coming like two, three years from now. I would kind of want to set some cameras up and 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 film some stuff like at home and talk to people because that'll be my only way to kind of reach people. I'm, I'm assuming we're going to live in the middle of nowhere because I just can't stand the city anymore. It just gives me so much anxiety. I can't like my brother just moved out of New York City to Denver, Ooh, which that's... is night and day. Really, it's it's a night and day difference compared to New York City. Like Denver, that's it's true. still a big city, but like it's not New York. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if you guys have never been to New York City, like landing in JFK and walking off a plane and into the airport is like somebody just kicked a beehive. It is it is it is insane. So. um yeah, I don't know why anybody would want to live there. And people are leaving mass exodus style. Like people are just leaving New York like crazy. Yeah. So I just kind of want to live in the middle of nowhere and just kind of focus on what I'm into and like what my, you yeah. know what I mean? I just, I miss my friends, but I don't think I'll miss them so much that I need to live that close to them. So who knows where right. I'll end up, but I don't know, man, life is weird. And 2020 was extra weird. So Yeah. <laughs> kind of gives you a new perspective on things it honestly does it 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 honestly does like the whole everything that went down and everything just kind of like these past couple of years has helped me kind of think and i'm just like 
you know what, I'm, I'm going to do what makes me happy instead of just trying to, I don't know. It's, I go back and forth on a bunch of things. I'm like, just like you, huge thinker. I'm always thinking my mind's always racing at a million miles a second, always thinking of like random weird ideas and like, oh, maybe I should do this or that or whatever. And right now I'm focused on just trying to like be happy and stay happy. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's I would kind say, of, I will say that, like I used to say it to my wife all the time, like I, I don't understand why I'm not happy. But what I started to realize was that I, I am, I am happy. I'm just not satisfied. And then I, then yeah. I started to kind of look deeply into like, okay, is this why I'm always trying new things? And this is why I'm always like obsessed with like multiple projects at the same time. I'm just looking for satisfaction. Yeah. None of the baby is here. Like I can honestly say that, like, I've not felt happy. I've not, I don't know if I've ever been happy. Even when I was saying that I was happy. I don't know if I was because the joy that I feel now is like, it's insane. Like, I don't, I don't know how yeah. to describe it. Everybody always says that if you're a father, like you get it. Or if you're a mother, you get it. Probably if you're watching this, like it's like, like my wife said, like, it's like somebody turned the lights on. Like that's even for her, somebody that I look at, that's somebody that is, is she's like, I always call her my North star. Like she's, she's my rock. She's like who I look to when I'm feeling lost. Now she always has an answer for something and she's always got a smile on her face. And I, and I used to kind of resent her sometimes for being so happy all the time when I couldn't just couldn't find it myself. But now, like, now I'm like, man, I get it. Like, it's crazy to have a human being that you, that you created that you can just be yourself in front of. Like I yeah. dance, I sing. I'm, I'm not, he's, he's not judging me. You know what I mean? So like, right. It's incredible to, and to watch him absorb it and to watch him just kind of see me be who who I've always kind of always meant to be. It feels great. And that makes me happy. The fact that I'm able to be myself, even because even some, I mean, for the most part, I've always kind of been reserved in front of my wife too. Like I'm always kind of just like, if I'm myself, are you still going to love me? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if I'm goofy and I'm, I'm having oh, fun because yeah. I'm, because I'm used to like being judged, like for being oh, yeah. happy. So, but now I'm like, I mean, when my wife is not around, it's just me and Roscoe. Roscoe gets to see the real side of me. You know what I mean? Like I love, you know, I'm dancing in the kitchen to him to some, you know, to some like Phil Collins or whatever. And like, he doesn't judge me. He's a dog. You know what I mean? So like with the baby, like it's kind of the same thing. He's not, he's nothing's going to come out of his mouth. That's going to make me regret being myself around him. So it's, I feel like that's probably what's always kind of made me. It's the fear of being judged. It's always like, you know, feeling like you're not good enough and like, bringing of life into this world obviously makes me feel outstanding. Like I did something good. And I always kind of wondered if I was going to be a good father, but the more time I spend with him, I have no question that he's going to, you know, he's going to be loved and that's, what's the most important thing. So I guess I, you know, I guess I did find happiness and I, and I'm happy that we, that I'm super thankful too, is another thing too, is like, I don't know if I've ever been as thankful as I am now that he's healthy, that he's growing like he's supposed to, yeah. that he's learning. And that, so I guess being thankful and being, and being yourself are, are two keys to happiness for sure. But yeah, happiness and just enjoying life has this is when my thoughts of through Southeast Asia, like I always go back to like, when I think of my happiest time, like I think of when I was like a kid, sure. There's no obligations, whatever, but I was always like 
in the moment, not like no stresses about not thinking about anything else. Just like whatever we were doing, like I'm in it to win it, having the time of my life. And I feel like now I'm always just like overthinking things, just not present in the moment that is in front of me. Cause I'm, I'm always thinking about the next thing while I'm on, while I was on the South Southeast Asia trip, I'm like, I'm going to buy a Jeep or I'm going to buy a vehicle. Like, I'm thinking about the next thing while I'm doing like on this thing. And that, that's something that I, it took me a while to realize. And it's definitely something that I need to continuously work on and be conscious about part of it. Um, I've been trying to get into like meditation and just basically trying to like almost calm my mind down and like calm myself down because I feel like that's the reason why I can't sleep because my, my brain is also going at a million miles a minute and just like, just being almost like I'm trying to learn how to like, just be mm -hmm. and enjoy life even if I'm sitting there not doing anything, like even if I'm just like, I don't know, going for a walk and just enjoying the present moment. It's it's a very like weird thing that I feel like I've lost and I'm trying to regain. Yeah, and I feel like that's part of my um addictive personality. Like, I mean, I I, I like I like to drink, I like to be buzzed. There's something I've always talked about, like those that don't know too much about me. And I know that I've touched on this in some videos, but I come from a background of like late night, like rager parties. Like, and I don't mean like, I don't mean like hanging out with your friends until four o'clock in the morning. I'm talking like two, three, four day, like hard binges of like hard drugs and lots of drinking. And I'm not going to say gratuitous sex because it's not the sixties and seventies anymore. You got to be safe. But I mean, in the rave scene, like, I was a raver. Like, I mean, I started in like 99, 2000. I know I was late to the party and stuff, but like I got into like DJing. So then like, I was just all about the party. Like it was always about like, where's the next place we can drive to and stay up for three days. And, and, and like some of the craziest experiences in my life have been because of that. But as I got older, some of my friends are still partying like that. And I've, I've, I mean, I just lost a friend like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. And, um, people don't lose that addiction. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like a lot of the people that I'm attracted to or that are attracted to me, but that end up in my life, I don't mean like I find them attractive. I mean like the people that end up gravitating towards me as a person are way too smart for their own good. And so their mind's always racing and they find they, they chase these things to kind of dumb themselves down. And I always found that the best part of the night was at, like, maybe the second night of like partying hard seven o'clock in the morning sun's just coming up and like everybody's still awake from like two days ago and everybody's calm everybody's calm like like your body you're literally functioning on just basic functions of the body your brain is slowed down like you, you you're you're so exhausted and you're so worn out and there's been so many times in my life that i've been at that point that i've found peace where I'll just I'll like look at like what's around me and go what and I just, and I'm present. Yeah. So when you say that like finding finding ways to be present or be just to just be, unfortunately for me, I used to chase unhealthy ways of doing that. But yeah, but that's always been where I felt the most happy was 
when I was just so exhausted that I just couldn't overthink and I couldn't like be worried about what's happening three months from now, two years from now with this, that, or whatever. And, um, now it, it feels a lot more, I mean, I'm 40 years old. I mean, I'm much again, I've been, I, and like, just like you, I've been, I've been meditating. I've been trying to find ways to just kind of exist in and in in recognize and be thankful for things that are, are in my life that used to be overlooked because I was so worried about the next thing. Um, it feels good. Like it feels nice. I feel like I'm in a good spot in my life. Like finally, and you know, I still have a ton of projects. I saw so much unfinished stuff, like so much things to work on. Of course. I got to get the bus out of the hangar and I, I can't figure out how to do it. Like, because my kid is awake like every two hours, like it's crazy. You have no time to like do anything. Like I live my life in two hour chunks now, so I don't even have time to overthink things. I'm literally in survival mode. I'm trying yeah. to keep a human being alive and trying to keep myself in the moment so that I can soak it all in and enjoy it and, and all that. And I haven't filmed any of it. You know what I mean? So that, that just proves to me right there that it's not a passion for filming things. It's not, yeah. I don't have a passion for documenting, um, I just have a passion for doing like what I want to do at, the, at, you know, trying to be present. So it's a good way to put it. Yeah. We're getting kind of yeah. deep and we're only, um, we're only an hour and 35 minutes into this. I like getting deep. Like that. I mean, this is, this is our conversations is just getting super deep, but yeah, it's like th thinking about just being present and in the moment, just like almost like a pure bliss to me, I guess the only, one of the things that I remember is, um, you know, people talk about a runner's high. Some people will describe it in different ways. But to me, like a runner's high is like, you're not really thinking about anything. You're just like, to me, I almost think that was my meditation in a sense. Like, like my mind is just like calm instead of like, let me think about this. Oh, wait, no, I have to do this. Oh, wait, no, I have to do this. My mind's just like focused on like, I hear my breathing, but it's, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was also, I, was, I forgot what, huh? I used to run. So like, I, you, I totally get it. I was just like, it's, you're focused on breathing. It's the same thing as meditating. Like in meditation, they tell you to focus on how your body feels. And when you get distracted to focus on your breathing. So. I was going to say, get closer to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was reading a book. I forgot what it was called, but they were basically talking about flow state and um, basically saying how this uh, this one worker that was working the assembly line, like an assembly line of doing the same task every single day, like they had to do it like 800 times a day. And that how like they were happy in life and how they were able to achieve this happiness. And it was because it was almost like they whatever task at hand that was present, they would they would make it fun for themselves, if that made any sense. They right. would, like the guy that had the task at hand, he would- um, Not even on purpose, but just naturally. Just naturally, yeah. So he would he would try to right. break his Pause. record. Every we lost Braxton. Oh, I lost you. Um, <laughs> but basically, he, he, he had like a record, um, like a timed record of doing this thing, and he would try to break it every single time. I mean, I guess, I mean, I would get bored of that, but somehow, like, he was able, I've, I need to read this book again, but somehow they, he was able to 
like being this flow of like, that's what he is concentrating on and that's what his focus is on. And, and then, but then like after work, he was working on like programming or something like that. So when he gets a promotion that he could work on the next thing, but yeah, it's, it's definitely been hard for me to concentrate and on like one specific thing at a specific time. And part of it, I almost think to blame is like our phones and like social media or just like different apps on your phones is you're, you may be watching TV, but scrolling through your phone and talking to somebody else. Like you're, we're doing so many different things at once that it's almost like, we're not even like conscious at that point. It's almost like we're the complete opposite of being present. Yeah. And I know that that probably affects everybody differently, but is particularly damaging to people like us because it's, yeah. it's allowing, it's, it's catering to that to the style of, of like, it's just the way our brains work. I used to joke and actually I still say the same thing sometimes, but I've always just kind of wanted to be like, not stupid. I won't say that. I won't say that stupid people don't, don't think about things, but like naive enough to be happy. Like just, just losing a little bit of grip of reality to like not be like stressed out or like thinking about things. Like I always figured like people that were like naive or like ignorant, you know, like the people that cut you off when you're walking through the grocery store, like the, the people that are just fucking oblivious to like everything yes. that's going on around them. They yes. seem the happiest because <laughs> they're, in their, they're in their own little bubble. Like they don't, yes. they don't have, they don't care how you feel. They don't mm -hmm. care what you're doing. They're just doing what they're doing. And I don't know if it's because they just are a little bit slower than you or I, like, you know, I didn't, I'm not, I'm not trying to make, I'm not trying to be pretentious and say that, that Braxton and I are smarter than most people, but I do honestly believe that we probably are smarter than most people. And the problem with that is like, once you, once you, once you get to a certain level of like understanding of things, the majority of people are really dumb. And then like, they just kind of get in your way and they just kind of like, they don't, they're not, they're not aware of their surroundings and they're just naive, just naive and ignorant basically. Yeah. But they're, it's they're happy, but they're happy. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it seems like they're happy at home. It seems like they're happy in public. It's just seems yes. like because they're, because they're able to, I mean, I guess because they're able to be present because they only have enough of a cognitive ability to understand what's going on around them as it's going on. So like, I've always just kind of wished that I could, be at least dumb enough to like just dumb it down a little bit to the point that I'm like, well, I'm happy now because I'm just don't give a shit, I guess. Like, right. Yeah. I was actually having a conversation with my friend a couple of days ago about this and he, it was basically like, do I feel more intelligent than other people? And I would say, cause like, I'm always like, doing new projects like you yeah, i've all these different projects like oh i want to do this or i'm going to do this i'm going to look into this i'm going to like i'll wonder about things i'm like how old is Katy perry look it up all right and then just think of just like random like random things i'll wonder things think I'll, I'll, huh rabbit yeah getting yeah. yes getting a huge rabbit hole and just different things and different topics and just just wondering of different things instead of just like doing it if that makes any sense um, yeah. like, like, that's why, like, that's why I love my girlfriend. Cause she just, if she's, she, if she wants to do something, she's just going to do it. 
She's not going to look up no YouTube tutorials or she's going to figure it out and do it. Me, I'm like, whoa, let me watch like every single YouTube video there is to this thing and figure it out and then maybe do it. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like you have half a chance if you do it that way. Like, Right. So do you, would you say that your girlfriend is, is happy? Like, yes, yes. I would say that she is very happy and we're not attaching that to what I said before. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to accuse your girlfriend of being ignorant or naive. No, or no. Like it's, it's almost like we, she's present. We complete each other. It's she's present. Like there's qualities of both of us that we like we almost want to want in ourselves in a sense, like we help each other in that regard. Like she, I'm able to slow her down and be like, wait, hold on. Like, let's figure this out instead of trying like a bajillion times and failing at it. But then there's times where she's just like done. And I'm still like searching up on YouTube on how to do this. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely, it's almost, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's a very weird thing to call it like intelligent. It's, I would say it's different levels of intelligence. There's, there's different like categories of intelligence. You know, it's like some people say street smarts versus book smarts. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's even more to that. Like people can be more intelligent in one thing and less intelligent in another For sure. and, and vice versa and all of that and all the different categories. For sure. I know, I guess, I mean, even when it comes down to explaining like why, I mean, now we're getting, now we're getting like psychological and stuff, but mm -hmm. like, or try to explain how people think and why people think the way they think, but personally, how it affects your, your happiness. Like, like if it's, if it's, if it's being involved in all these different projects and constantly being distracted, shouldn't it just be an easy thing to like remove distractions? Like as far as intelligence goes, let's say that you're the smartest person in the world. Let's say your IQ is like 9,000 and, but you're not happy, but you are smart enough to understand why you're not happy. Like you're able to analyze it. You're, you're smart. You're the smartest person in the world. Would you be able to remove the things in your life that are not making you happy? Let's say I want to, you know, you're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to make myself happy. And you're smart enough to understand how that process works, which I feel like you are. I feel like I am too. Yeah. Why haven't we, why haven't we done it? Like, I think because that's not the, that's not how do you be happy? That's not how you're happy. <laughs> that's not happiness. <laughs> you know, like that's, that is not happiness whatsoever. Like, but I guess it, de it de really depends on what you define as happiness. But I, I think that true, 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 true happiness really isn't like, oh, I'm, I'm going to work out and like, like we think that it's, it's something that it is that we can just like do. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to work out. I'm going to go to bed on time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You can still be unhappy. I'm going to, I'm going to have the greatest job. You can still be unhappy. Like anybody in any kind of situation can be unhappy and everybody's different. And, and that's why I was talking about. Like what I have found is just literally like that pure bliss of calm, just present in the moment, living, not no, your mind is not anywhere else besides what's in front of you. Your mind is not thinking about, oh, you're hungry. What are you going to eat later? Or the project that you want to do or your interest or how does he do this? No, you're just present. And what really helps me think of that is like kids. Kids are 
always excited and always experiencing different things. And like, it's because they're so present to what's in front of them. Like, like they are not intelligent enough to overthink or think of like, they're not thinking about like, that's kind of the reason why kids get in trouble. It's like, they'll whip a toy at their sister or whatever, because like, they're not, they're of course not quick enough to think like, that's how kids are. They're just in the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. That's that's one of the things that excites me about being a father is that I can actually like live vicariously through the eyes of of my kid, and I've and yeah. I've done it already. And it's like we drove around the so I've put him in the car maybe four times, mostly for doctor's appointments. I think we randomly went somewhere. I like to went to Walmart or something, and my wife came and we left the kid in the car, and the entire time he slept. Mm-hmm. But today we needed to go somewhere and. Uh, my wife needed to go somewhere. She didn't need us to come, but I was like, let's just get out of the house. We'll take, we'll take the baby with us. And and I got one of those mirrors that sits on the headrest in the back. So now I can actually see what he, what, what's, you know, I can see him while I'm driving around. And today he yeah. decided he wanted to be awake the entire car ride. And to look at like his eyes, like as he was just kind of soaking it all in. And I was just like, damn, like, I can't imagine like what it must feel like if he could ever remember this, like 20 years later, 40 years later to be like, yeah, that car ride I took, like to be able to explain like what it, that feels like, like soaking everything in, like things moving by at 30, 40 miles mm-hmm. an hour, like, like, what does that feel like? You know what I mean? And I could just see it in his face. And like, when I, when I see it, I'm just like, man, that's just gotta be cool. Like you just got a completely clean slate. There's nothing negative in his life. The only thing negative is hey, I'm hungry and I got a dirty diaper. Like yeah. other than that, I'm good. Like every other than that, everything's great. Like everything's brand new. Everything's fresh. Yeah. It's so cool to see that. Like it's so cool to see that on his face all the time. And it, I mean, that literally like maybe and maybe that's part of it. Like not only being able to be myself around him, but also seeing life through his eyes for the first time is like, it's just crazy. It's I mean, he, he's so fixated on things like ceiling fans. Like we have, we have multiple ceiling fans in our house. And for some reason we're in a room with a ceiling fan. He'll, he'll be upset and he'll be just like, <laughs> he just stares yeah. at the ceiling fan. I'm like, that kid's going to be an electrician or there's something about that fan that he likes. It's just really cool. So like, and I guess that, you know, like you said, like the kids are just present. Like they're, they're just living. You know what I mean? They have no obligations. They have no responsibilities. They, they are not able to, to, to feel regret because they don't understand regret. They don't understand judgment. They don't understand all these things that, that we worry about all the time. So like, I guess that it's, it definitely, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know what it was going to feel like to be a father. I didn't know what it would feel like to, to, I just, every day I'm just like, man, this is not what I expected. It, It is absolutely crazy. It's, 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 I mean, everybody, every, I mean, everybody I've ever talked to that is a father that's close friend of mine or whatever. They've all said the same thing. Like, man, it just changes everything. And I always just was like, well, it changes everything. Cause now I can't do what I want to do in life or I can't, you know what I mean? Now, now I'm like, you know, now I got this anchor, like, you know, I have to worry about him, but it's not what they meant. Like what they meant was like, life is just so different now. Like it's, it is, it is, it's like, I'm seeing things for the first time again. Because now I'm like, every time we go somewhere, I'm like, man, what, what is he thinking? Like, oh, how is he taking this in? And then I put myself in his shoes and I'm like, man, this is cool. And I just can't wait to do like all this stuff that just used to just bore the hell out of me. 
You know what I mean? Now I get it. Like why everybody wants to bring their kids to Disneyland, to Disney world for the first time. Or like, you know what I mean? Because like when you go to Disney world for the first time, I've already been there. I've been there five, six times. And now when I go there, I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Oh man. I hope space mountain doesn't have a long line or whatever. Cause that'll be cool. That'd be fun. But like, I, it's every time you go is less and less and less fun to me. Anyway, I know there's people that are obsessed with Disney, but like, I cannot wait to bring him there for the first time. Cause it's like, you know what I mean? Cause it's just going to be fun again. It's going to be like all over again. It's gonna be like, man, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to have a good time. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. because he's having a good time. So I don't know if that's what I've been waiting for my, for 40 years in life that I've just been waiting to have, like waiting to have a child. I, when we made the decision to do it, it was for reasons outside of like, we, she, she had like a medical situation where, we thought maybe we wouldn't be able to have children. So we were like, well, if we can do it now, let's, let's do it now. There is no perfect time to do it. And when she said, are you sure? And I said, yeah, like, what's the big deal? Like, of course, yeah, I'm ready. You know what I mean? Because that's how I approach everything else in life. It's like, okay, well. Yeah. Once you make the decision, you're going to do it. How hard could it possibly be? Like, we'll figure it out. We'll figure when it comes, we'll figure it out. And that's exactly how we did it. But I had no idea. Like I had no idea how it was going to be. And I'm pleasantly surprised. You know what I mean? Like it's, I thought it was going to be harder. It's not that hard. Um, I've, I keep hearing the, (laughs) I keep hearing the, I don't know why it keeps getting brought up in our household. At one point, all my, my parents were here and her parents were here and her father, my father-in-law kept saying, it's really hard to kill a baby. I was like, I don't know if that makes me feel better, but like, yeah, it does. It does put things a little bit at ease. Like, like, cause all the things we were worried about, like one night he was kind of breathing heavily and we were just like, oh man, something must be wrong with him. Like we better run out and get a thermometer and make sure he doesn't have a fever. And she's got her stethoscope on his chest and we're like measuring heart rate and we're measuring breath rate and all this stuff. And we're like, oh, I hope he's okay. But no, he just had to shit. Like he just had to poop. So like. <laughs> He was breathing a little heavy for a little while. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just and, and and her father was just literally like, look, it's really hard to kill a baby. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it takes a little bit of the panic away, but I don't know. It's been a wild ride. It, it's 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 not what I expected. Like it's definitely not. It's been amazing. It's been incredible. And I'm happy yeah. we made the decision, but and I yeah. always joke and say, like, whenever you're ready for another one, I'm I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> um, yeah, thinking about of, I think what helps kids is when they're experiencing new things. Like, obviously, it's new, and you're probably gonna hate me for this, but hate me for saying this, but um, you know, we're always doing new projects and stuff, and and like, what we're looking for to be happy from what we are trying to find happiness from is the destination. It's about the journey, not the destination. <laughs> so it's just like overlanding. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, like that is literally, it's about the journey. It's about yeah. like, <sighs> you're right. And when I like yeah. figure that out, huh? You and I are the type of people that are constantly thinking about the destination and yes. not enjoying the journey. Yes, there was, exactly. 
I think it was the Mississippi. So in the episode when we were in Mississippi, like when we nearly died because the Jeep almost rolled and oh yeah, slept with the frogs and all that. And I, I think it was that episode. It was like that was our first night, like actually camping after errands. I think right. And, yep. And we were looking, and we were driving around, and at the point, and then in the episode, we were still looking for a camping spot. And you mm-hmm. were getting, you were getting frustrated. We had the LED bar on, like it was late. And we were driving around and, and I could sense your frustration. You said something like, I don't know. You're like, basically, we're, lo- we're looking for camping again. It's dark, blah, 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 blah. I said, don't worry, man. The journey is the destination. We're already here. And you're like, oh, the journey is the destination. Like, and you just kind of shrugged. I mean, I don't know if you shrugged it off, but it did seem like it hit you in a, in a way that like, I was kind of expecting and hoping that it would. Because that was one of the things that always, I don't remember where I heard it the first time. But the first time I heard it, I was like, damn, that's deep. Yeah, that's deep. And 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 at that time, when I had said that, it felt like that was the only thing that would make me feel better in my head and would make you feel better was that like, look, man, like this is what it is. It doesn't yeah. matter. We don't have shit to do tomorrow besides keep ourselves alive. <laughs> right. Get a little more mileage in like we don't have responsibilities like when we were we took ourselves completely out of our day to day lives to kind of go on this grand journey like and it was a it was a a million firsts for me and it was a million firsts for you yeah and that was like i mean i need it needed to happen you know what i mean for me personally like i i needed everything that happened yeah the goods the bads the, the everything that happened and the fact that you came along and documented it so well like i could not be more thankful and more grateful for like how it worked out yeah and and honestly like Mike, who put us in touch with each other, I don't even, I mean, this, this friend of mine, Mike Bogan, you probably have, I mean, if you're, if you, if you've watched the original videos way before Braxton even joined up, you know that I spent time with this guy and he, he was kind of the one that pushed me towards filming the trip. And so I kept talking about it and originally he was supposed to go. So I bought a, I bought some camera gear. I mean, I bought these two like really cheap GoPros. Like they were like 40 bucks each on Amazon. And I bought my first camera, which was a T5i Canon T5i. No, T6i. I think it's that's just still. I still have the camera. one of the beginning Actually, cameras. Yeah. I'm using that camera right now. <laughs> I'm not even using my good camera for this. Wow. And um, I kept talking about how I was going to document it or whatever, and I, and I, I kept saying I was like for my friends, like for my family, for my friends. Like we were talking about before. Like I have friends that don't understand how I could just go out and do stuff. And so what yeah. I wanted was this this on record to be like, look, I just did this. Like I just I just went and did it. I didn't there wasn't any I mean, there was preparation involved, of course, but like in the end, I wanted to do something, so I did it. And he told me, he's like, You're not gonna want to film this yourself. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to focus on going where you need to go and keeping yourself alive and filming the whole thing. And in the end, he was he was right. Because I tried to do it on the second trip and it didn't work out well. And so he put an ad on Craigslist. And as an artist, as myself, as a DJ, like the whole for exposure thing or like doing shit for free was he was like, oh, we're just going to put this thing on Craigslist. And like, and I was like, and what? Like, what are we going to offer them? He's like, nothing. He's like the adventure. I mean, that's why wouldn't somebody not want to do that? I'm like, you're not going to find anybody worth worth a damn. By putting yeah. it out on Craigslist and telling yeah, there's them there's no pay involved or whatever. And then like I remember the first like Google chat that we had, it was me, him, and you. Yeah. 
And he was like, he kept saying, you're going to like this guy. God, rest his soul if he's still alive. I don't know. He 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 had some medical issues going on. I hope yeah. I, if you are still watching, man, I do kind of miss talking to you. You were a cool guy. But um, so when we talked that night, I kind of, at one point, I don't know, like, he, he, like your girlfriend was getting out of the shower or something. And he made some fucking comment about like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like turn uh, the camera towards her, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, he's like, oh, I never realized that your mustache is like uneven on one side. And blah, blah. I was like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? You know what I mean? And the fact yeah. that you stuck through all of that and still went on this trip, like for, for really like nothing. You know what I mean? I know that you yeah. were experimenting because you said you wanted to kind of try van life out. And yeah. That was like a good way to kind of jump into it. As far as I had known, you'd never gone camping. You had never done anything. And I was just like, I couldn't believe it. Like after the first time we talked, and I think when you and I just talked separately later on, a couple of days yeah. later, the fact that you were just said that you were going to go. And I started telling people, I was like, yeah, this guy from Chicago, he's like a videographer, I guess. Like he's, I had seen some of your work on your website. You know what I mean? So I had seen a portfolio and I, I was like, damn, like, this stuff looks good. You know, I had no idea what to expect. Didn't know if we were going to get along. I mean, I had a good, pretty good feeling that we would, but I was just like, I don't know. Like what, like you said, like, what if you were like a total, like when, when we did that video where we were talking about why we were overlanders, yeah, or why we overland or whatever. And you were like, yeah, like I'm happy that brand is not just like a total psychopath or like a weirdo. <laughs> but still, even if, what if, I mean, what happens if five days into the trip and we're thousands of miles away from home and you're just with this dude who just, you don't like them. You know what I mean? Like what yeah. would have happened if like, you were just like, yo, I don't, I don't like this guy. What would you have done? Well, I, I think what helped was we did, we started working together even before the trip. We also went on like a mini trip. We did that cold camping thing. And honestly, I was like, I'm, I'm cold. I don't want to be here another night. Like, let's just go home. I want to, I want to edit this stuff. Like I don't want to be here. But yeah, I think the, it was, I think it was, the night of us coming back from the cold camping when we were talking and it was, it, it was I, we were at McDonald's or somewhere, we were eating somewhere at the gas station. I remember sitting down to have a conversation and that's when I knew I was like, okay, this, this guy, like I can, I can be with this guy for a whole month and not have to worry about it. Um, but there was some, I think leading up to, I think that was that cold camping trip was our first, time that we were together ever like shooting a video or anything yep yep that was uh that was the badlands off-road park in indiana yeah and what we're talking about i think i was i told my mom i told my girlfriend they're like do you know this guy and i'm like no and they're like so you're going <laughs> camping with him i'm like yeah and they're like are you sure he's not like a, a murderer or anything? I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> so Craigslist I'm killer. Like, yeah. At the time, like the Craigslist killer was like a thing or something like, Oh really? Like, I had no yeah, idea. That was, like dude that was like, anyway, damn, that would have sucked. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, it's cause part of, I don't know. I, I just feel like I can get the vibes from people like right off the bat, like me and you already having a conversation. I was like, okay, this guy seems cool. Like he doesn't seem like, like a weird dude to be around or anything. So, I mean, yes, it is a risk, but it is also like, I would say two of like the greatest things that have happened to me have came from Craigslist. The first one was I met um, this dude named Rod Cleef. He's a, a real estate investor down here in Florida. And I, I, I started, I, 
responded to one of his Craigslist ads of needing a videographer. And I started working for him like full time for like two and a half years when I was living down here. Um, and now I have like that connection and I work for him from time to time, but it's like, I got a full time paid gig from Craigslist. And then the, the trail spin thing came up like the people, how'd you find that? I'm like Craigslist. And it yeah. is, it does help that I am a six foot guy. Like I'm that can outrun most like fast animals. Right. And- I have a lot of variables in, in my, um, in my favor. That's kind of one thing that I was talking about with my girlfriend when we were in Southeast Asia was that like our experience was great there. Like we didn't have any issues with anybody, but if we were like a white girl, maybe there, like I didn't feel any kind of danger whatsoever, but it's because I'm like taller than everybody over there. You know, I'm bigger. I'm like, I'm not like jacked, but you know, like, so it's i've definitely have done a lot of sketchy stuff but i do think that it helps that i am a guy i'm a i'm a bigger guy so yeah and i i i don't know i'm just kind of open minded to different things and since i wanted to do the van life i was like this is a cool like dope like i i know about vlogging let's film it like it just interested me i'm like this is a cool trip like going out camping driving across the whole united states off roading like i've never done let's do it <laughs> I I don't know. I it's it's to me it's just and also I would say it was I like just moved to Chicago from Florida so like I ended up uh, stopped working from w- working for that guy and I just moved to Chicago so things were buildings but I didn't have anything really concrete and set in stone. So um So how did you how did you end up in in Chicago? Like was your your girl wasn't your girl was going was going to school in 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 Colorado, right? Yeah, so I used to live in the suburbs of Chicago, moved down to Florida after college with my mom, but then decided to move back up to Chicago. Part of the reason was I um signed a modeling contract with BMG Models up there. And then another reason was just, I wanted to expand my cinematography and photography and being down here in Florida really wasn't cutting it for me. And so, um, decided to go back to Chicago cause I have family there. I know Chicago, I have some connections there. So I came back and I was living in like a friend's, a family friend's basement at that time when I moved back. So, I mean, it was just the perfect time, really. I mean, I was just looking for projects and different stuff to work on, and that came about. And I was like, I, "Like, yeah, I can't, a, I, I can't pass it up. Move. Like, yeah. I why? Like, I can't pass. This is a month, a month out of my life that I, I got to take out <laughs> and do this thing. Like, but like you said I, before, like you, the, you're running the risk of like losing your clientele. And you're running yeah. the risk of losing your apartment or. But I, I didn't really have that much established yet in Chicago, per se. And so I was using it more as like a portfolio piece, in a sense, because mm. of all the different content that I could capture out there. But I, I never really did just because like I never really knew kind of what like my brand was was going to be. And of course, going through Trailspin, it, it, like actually being on the trip, things and ideas evolved over time. But it was just that moment of responding to a Craigslist ad. Yes, I responded to every single Craigslist ad that needed a photographer, a videographer. But then like, once I kind of figured out 
that it was legit, I was like, I can't pass this up. Like this, I like, I want to travel. Like this seems like a very cool, very interesting thing to experience. So, and yeah, I'm, and I'm all, pretty, pretty cool. You were one of three people that responded to that ad. Really? Yeah. And, um, the other people are probably trash. Cause I know there's a <laughs> lot of trash on there. One of them was like this guy. You don't remember his name. I don't. Even, I don't remember either one of the other people's names. But one of them had like two Canon like cinema cameras, like C six hundred or C four hundred or, or yeah. something like that. Because I kind of had a vision of like once we were reaching out to to somebody to film it, that was like, okay, and we're going to start a YouTube channel. I think I had already had the name. I already had the name at that point. I probably was yeah, already yeah. doing videos. I think I already, yeah, you, I already had did. some you blogs were. or something like that. You did. And so um, I was like, I'm pretty sure whoever I bring along, I'm going to want them to be like a personality or a character in, in the, you know, in this YouTube channel. Like I didn't want yeah. somebody that was going to be like boring or just stay behind the camera. And it was going to be all about me or whatever, because I'm just not, it's just not who I am. And so he was kind of weird to talk to him. He was a nice kid. You know what I mean? He was young and he was super into it. He was like, I don't need anything. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm down. You know, he, he wanted to go on this trip and he mm-hmm. was super down. The other guy was this guy who was just like, well, I can't do it for free. And I was like, well, obviously I'm not going to, you know, I don't expect that. You know, I was like, if I'm being honest with you, I don't expect anybody to respond to this ad. That's going to be like, yo, like, yeah, for free, like for yeah. sure. And especially somebody that has like a, a multitude of equipment or anything like that. So like, when you, you were the third person and you responded to the ad and Mike told me that I was going to get along with you. And he's like, you're going to be pretty impressed with this guy. And I was like, he's like, plus he has like everything. Like he's. Yeah. I think I, I talked to Mike before. I think he, first. I was on the yep. phone. Yeah. I talked to him first. Yeah. And so once I had mentioned you, I was like, I was, I was super impressed by your portfolio and I knew that we were going to go along because because that call with us and Mike was so strange. There was things that happened during that call where we were kind of, we were kind of looking at each other like, what the fuck? Like, what, like, what is, you know what I mean? And I, yeah. and I, and I knew that I don't remember if he dropped off the call at one point or you stuck around after the call, after he left the call, you and I stayed on yeah. the call. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, look, I, I don't know what this, you know, I, I don't know about this dude. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know. This is this is not the direction I'm trying to go. Um, this is certainly like not. I don't want this to reflect on the kind of person that I am or whatever or what my goals are for this trip. And it ended up working out that he ended up like not being able to go. And then it was just going to be us. And then um, what I noticed right off the bat, and I didn't expect this, was from the very beginning, once the camera was on. Cause I remember like we went from like, we, we hung out a little bit and it was mostly about me. Like, yeah, like, I was behind the camera. Yeah. When we went to Indiana, like you were not on the camera Mm-mm. and then we went to Leo's and did the, some installations and stuff. And you were kind of on the camera real quick and you're like, how many guys does it take to, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I don't remember what it was, but I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's got a little bit of a sense of humor. This is cool. Like this will work. But even still, like I was expecting to like leave the trip and you were just going to document the whole thing. You were going to be in the background. And we went to New York together. We spent a few days in New York and you got to meet some of my, some of my, some of my friends that are kind of like, 
in a world of their own, you know what I mean? And yeah. there was a couple of nights that we were up super late and you were just on your laptop. You were working on that video that you guys did in the desert or whatever, which was super cool, by the way. If you oh, yeah. uh, you want to see some cool shit and you haven't checked out Braxton's YouTube channel, like you should for sure check it out. Um, that video is kick ass. Like I just thought that was so cool. And you were working on it the whole time while you were in New York. And then yeah. even still, like we did the lights before lockers video and then you were starting to like kind of like develop this like on camera personality that like yeah. i hadn't noticed up until that point because well you hadn't really been on camera you know what i mean i started to realize like what you were doing was you were thinking like a filmmaker as you were as you were documenting the trip so like you were you knew how to you were by the time we got to north carolina and started the trip you had already you already knew how to push my buttons you already knew like hot hot button topics that would would like make me react a certain way or whatever and like you were thinking outside the box you were thinking about like you were thinking about the final product before we even really got the trip started and i yeah. i'm so appreciative of of that because that has made all the difference you know what i mean like we we only have fans because you were thinking that way and and because your on camera personality was not necessarily who you are to a t yeah, it was this character that you developed, and and I think that's I, I think that's incredible. You know what I mean? You are still like in real life. Like this is obviously this is a real Braxton. If anybody's wondering, not the Braxton that was like, <laughs> you know, on 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 for the first few videos. And as the trip went on, like you obviously got more comfortable being yourself and stuff like that. Yeah, it just kind of worked. It kind of worked really well. But yeah, like just if anybody doesn't know the whole story of how Braxton even became part of this or whatever, like it was literally like just this, this guy that originally was supposed to do the trip with me was like, we need to, we need to reach out. We need to find somebody to film this. And I was like telling him, I was like, as an artist, as somebody, no way would any, like if somebody's like, Hey, you want to DJ my wedding? Um, you know, we'll drive you there. And, um, you got to bring all your equipment though. You know what I mean? And I know that you have a DJ business, but you're just going to have to take some time off and you're just going to have to, you know, you're just going to have to do this or whatever. And I guess if like I was a DJ, I had never done a wedding before and I decided like, okay, well, this is good experience. If I want to keep doing weddings, then maybe I would yeah. consider doing it, but still to like take six weeks. Cause originally we were like, this is going to take six weeks. Like, yeah, I'm taking six weeks off work. So this trip could potentially take like that long. And we remember in the beginning, we kept saying 50 days. I think it ended up being like 34 or 35 days or something like that. Yeah. But just the fact that you like, not only did you come on the trip, not only did you bring like a shit ton of like really good equipment, stuff that was like super useful for the trip. I mean, I'm pretty sure you brought like lapel mics and you brought like a zoom recorder and all that stuff. We never ended up using it, but nah. you were ready to like make a movie. You know what I mean? You were yeah. like, you were, you came, you came and you showed up and you were like ready to do your thing. The fact that you, not only did you do that, but you like developed like this personality that meshed really well with like the whole concept of the channel. Not only did that, but were you, inexperienced just like I was and we were both experiencing things for the first time so that was cool but then you like documented the whole thing and edited the whole thing and just we're doing it on the on the fly and uploading videos and we with only a two-day delay and there was so many days that me and Braxton had to drive around looking for like just oh, anywhere yeah. that we could like upload because we we and we we never dropped the ball I think one day we didn't get an episode out right like yeah, that that was probably the biggest negative about the trip, driving around for Wi-Fi. 
yeah, we wasted so much time and so much gas and like leaving all these really remote places to like drive into like a town, you know, just yeah. to sit in McDonald's parking lot and then getting to McDonald's parking lot and realizing that their Wi-Fi sucked and that like it still wasn't like what we needed. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's that for sure like took a lot of the fun out of it. Damn, like I mean you just knocked it out of the park, you know what I mean? And and I know that people have recognized that and I know that that was like a part of the appeal of like what was going on was people watching our channel grow from yeah. nothing to to just exponentially. I mean the the growth was exponential and then after Expo, like I mean it was it was on and popping after that. I mean after Expo when we when we headed out to uh to the Colorado sand dunes. And then that was the night that we were hoping that wherever we were camping, we were going to have access to the internet because we had applied for monetization of the channel. I remember that. Yeah. We were just like hoping that like it was going to be like an immediate response. And anybody that's wondering, we didn't get approved for monetization until after the trip was over, which means that all of the views and everything that we got during the trip and during expo, we didn't get paid for (laughs) And neither did YouTube. So, I mean, that's really them dropping the ball, but that was super frustrating. Like, cause I mean, like we went so hard, so hard at Expo and we went so hard to make sure that we were doing everything that like would trick the algorithm into thinking that we were like this great channel. You know what I mean? Yeah. All that stuff that we did correctly was just kind of, kind of wasted. <laughs> and it's, it's so much easier now to get, to become like a partner or be monetized now. Really? Like it the is. Requirements yeah. are less or? Yes. Yeah. So requirements are much less. Wow. Uh, but yeah, it's I much appreciated. Thanks for saying that. And it's it's kind of like I I didn't really like now that you explain it. It is that's I think something that I just naturally do in in the sense of like I didn't want to put myself in front of camera right off rip because like I'm coming onto like your project onto your channel. So I was like, let me kind of figure out how he is or who he is. And then also it's just kind of getting comfortable getting, um, getting to know each other because that's how, that's how I am with most people. Like when you first meet me, I'm going to be very reserved and quiet and not really say much because I hide my personality until you like really get to know me. And that's kind of the one thing that I was waiting, um, just waiting to see kind of, I like, I need you to understand me first before I start like screaming in front of this camera. So, you know, where I'm coming from kind of a thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just things like really started clicking for me. Just, I was like researching hardcore on like how to vlog. Like I kind of did vlogs before, but up to this trip, you know, I was just like, okay, it like opened my mind in the sense of I'm, I was filming this for like you per se, like that's, that's, you're my client basically. I like, instead of it being my own video, like, okay, if this is for a client, like I was able to get more ideas thinking that way, instead of just filming for myself, like filming for myself, like, Hey guys, here I am on top of a mountain. Like I, like it, it's like a weird, it, it, it really changed my thought processes and it really helped me kind of think on like what is needed. And, um, I remember one night, I think I texted you. I think this was, this was before our trip. Maybe it was during the, um, during the cold camping, but it's just something just clicked to me on like how to tell a story through a vlog and like what to show and what to say. But it was definitely, um, it took time to kind of figure out like where am I like, where, where is the channel? Where, who is Brandon part of trail spin right now? And then 
where do I fit in? And it was very easy for me to fit in as just being, I, I was myself probably times 10 mm-hmm. on, on in the camera just to make it entertaining and stuff. So this is the end of part two. Stay tuned for part three. Thank you for listening and watching.